0: Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos.
1: And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Audible. You know how much we love to share our favorite books with you, but often consuming books looks like listening to books and not reading and that's why we love Audible. Right now on my Audible, I am listening to Women Who Run With Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estés. It is a powerful book about women's intuition. It's about unleashing the powerful force within all of us. I haven't finished it. I'm captivated by it. It was uh, a suggestion by you, Jenny. So thank you. And I believe we're going to turn this into a full episode sometime soon. Yeah, we definitely will be having an episode called Wolves or Wolf Pack
1: coming soon. That's going to be really fun to record. Okay, and I'm reading or rather listening to right now a book by Catherine Hoke called A Second Chance for you, for me and for the rest of us. And if you're unfamiliar with Catherine's work, she runs a nonprofit called Defy Ventures that works with formerly incarcerated people. So people who once they've gotten out of prison and their motto is transform the hustle. So how do you take the hustle that you are doing that was criminal activity and turn it into an entrepreneurial effort. Not the exact same thing, but essentially she's saying that criminals are natural entrepreneurs and how do you channel that energy into something positive? And what's really fascinating about her work and her book is that the population she works with has a recidivism rate of less than 5% and an employment rate of 95%. So her work is having a really powerful impact of people who have been in prison. And this book, A Second Chance, is phenomenal. And so I just hope if you are at all interested in making a difference through entrepreneurship, that you go ahead and download this book because it's fabulous. And speaking of downloading books, you can download this book, or Sandy's book, or any other book of your choice over at audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba, and you will get a free book and a 30-day
0: free trial to Audible. So welcome to episode number 81, Alchemy. I'm Sandy Connery, and I am joined by my co-host, Jenny Barcellos. Hey, Sandy. We have switched roles here for a very special reason. Today I am going to be interviewing Jenny about her new business, her new side hustle. She's referenced it a couple times uh, in recent episodes and we've purposely not discussed it because we knew that we wanted to have a full episode on it. So this is that episode and I'm going to interview her. Are you excited? I'm
1: excited. I have no idea what I have in store. So whatever your devious plot is, Sandy,
0: let's just let it go ahead and unfold. It's kind of weird being in this these positions now. Okay, so Jenny, I think the logical place to start is I think you should share with everyone, what is your new side hustle? What is the name of your new company? And what is the product or service?
1: Yes, of course. So the name of the brand is Woodland Alchemy. You can learn more at woodlandalchemy.com. And it is a company that I started with my daughter when she was five. So she's just turned six. And if you have listened to our podcast or know us in any capacity, you know that I started Stream when she was a baby, sort of crawling around at my feet. As we've grown this company, she's grown up along with it. And she's increasingly been asking for what she can do to help and how she can spend time working with me because I do work a lot. <laughs> and she wants to be involved. And the truth is, it's really hard to involve a kindergartner with a software company. There's not really a lot that she can do. She can't touch it. She can't really see it or understand it. Whenever she sees a YouTube video or any video online, she thinks it's not my You know, she's still like trying to understand what it is that mommy does. And um, she also thinks like every podcast is our podcast. I wanted to really instill entrepreneurial thinking into her at a young age, but I knew that we needed to create something else because what I do for a living doesn't really translate well to, childhood and children's thinking. It's a maker business. It is a crafting business and it is an alchemy business. And so we started with bath salts and we started by actually harvesting Douglas fir needles from our land. We have a few acres and we have a whole bunch of fir and cedar and hemlock trees. And my daughter came home from preschool, from forest school one time last year, asking if she could make forest tea out of Douglas fir leaves. And I was like, What, (laughs) what are you talking about? And I I was like, I don't think you can eat that. And then of course I did my research. I should know this stuff. I went to forestry school. I just sort of didn't pay enough attention to plants. I was doing more political work. (laughs) And so I researched all the properties of Douglas fir. I realized like, wow, there are a lot of medicinal and anti-inflammatory properties. This is edible, this can be used in body care products. And so we started making stuff with it. And it was something that was naturally like we, we have trees fall down in storms all the time. We have a lot of this plant material. Um, we're certainly not cutting down any trees to make stuff. And so we started making stuff like tea and bath salts. And then we decided like, let's start a bath salt company. Like we live on an island. We have a forest. We're on a mountain. Like we could do something really cool. So that's where the idea came from. But now we make body oil and serum and hydrosol and candles
0: and all kinds of stuff. So, there's a bit of a jump from going, let's make stuff because you learned this in your school, <laughs> to like, I am going to rent uh, a place to actually sell this. So, because from the outside, Jenny and I, we talk every day, all day. And all I heard was, I've just got a place, a spot at the local farmer's market that my daughter and I are going to be selling. And it was like, what? Jenny, what? So when did you actually decide, you know, beyond just experimenting and making stuff, when did you decide, hey, let's actually make a real business out of this? I just think
1: that's how my mind works. I don't think I ever didn't think that. Ah, I see. I've had like one, approximately like one million twenty-seven business ideas in my life. And just most of them don't and you have Happen. the domains to show it of every thought. That <laughs> yeah, ever. <laughs> I like, own more web domains than anyone on the planet. I started doing this when I was like a kid. I like, I'm going to make a business out of this. No, out of this, out of this. So to me, like, I know that there's this other argument that's like not every hobby needs to be a side hustle. But for me, business is a hobby to me also. <laughs> what am I going to do if I make like 30 containers of bath salt? Like, what am I going to do with that? Because
0: most people would make one and then use it. Those people do not have an addictive personality. (laughs) There you go. There you go. So I want to know more about working with your daughter. So why is it so important that she understand entrepreneurship? And I totally get that our kids see us working behind a screen and have no idea what we actually do for a living. So I understand that you wanted to make that more tactile and more real, ultimately. But why is it that you wanted to teach entrepreneurship to her?
1: Well, I believe it is one of the most transformative, positive, inspiring, productive things that a child can learn. I mean, it's self-sufficiency, it's imagination, it's creativity, it's innovation. All of the things that I sort of love and believe in are related to that. So I don't really believe that traditional schooling is preparing our kids for employment of the future or for financial security of the future. I went to all of the school in the world. (laughs) Like I have all the school and I don't believe that it prepared me to support myself financially. School is great. Learning is great. Knowledge is great. But it doesn't necessarily prepare you to support yourself in the modern economy, and especially not in the future. So to me, it's like, what do I what can I do to help my child be ready in case she needs to support herself? It's coming from that kind of mama bear instinct. I mean, we're coming into an era, at least in the United States, where we've had 100 years now of compulsory public education. And public schooling. If you follow any of Seth Godin's work, he is, we'll link in the show notes to his amazing treatise on schooling and what is, it's called What is School For? And he has a TED Talk on this topic. But essentially schooling, as we all know it to be, was created to train people to work in factories in an industrial age. And we're coming out of that age. We've come out of that age. We now live in a knowledge economy and school doesn't really prepare kids to be productive and effective in that economy. So I think entrepreneurship is the answer to that. Just like we talked about in our Audible conversation a few minutes ago, like what's happening with Defy Ventures, entrepreneurship can transform a lot of people's lives and it can have a tremendous potential for doing good and powerful things in someone's life.
0: So with her being six, what has she learned? Like, what can you see her picking up and asking questions about? And what role does she play in the business? Well, it's small right now because yeah, she's six. six. Yeah, She's
1: only been six for like a week. So she was five for most of the time. So, yeah, I mean, she can help mix product. She, But, you know, I think the most important thing is she got to help with the logo and choosing... The, like the design and she had to help with naming the products and she also i think the biggest thing is that we show up at our local market every saturday all day and our selling product and she's interacting with people she's seen that transaction of energy take place she's seen people comment and say what they like or don't like about a certain product and she's seen people like pay for something and us giving them the product and she helped gather the fur needles that made it. I mean, I think it's just like, wow. And she's also, I want to add too, um, she's adopted these two kittens last year from the animal shelter. And we're also raising money at our table for the shelter. So she's made these block prints of her little black kitten. And so we sell those for a donation that we then take to the shelter like she's really engaging with the community and she's also seeing that value exchange happen that she can create something and then that can earn money for her family and she's also earning money she gets a percentage of everything that comes into the business i um, mean she gets to start to save money and make decisions about what that money goes to and what it doesn't go to and sometimes she'll say whatever money i made today i want to donate that to the to the animal shelter like she can decide to keep it she can decide to spend it she can decide to get her face painted she d- can decide to buy food for the animal shelter she gets to pick
0: and do you actually give her cash oh yeah yeah i so give she her cash i see it yeah yeah so jenny you uh have co-founded a software company you have a podcast i say you like i'm separate from you but we yeah, have a podcast we. that comes out <laughs> two times a week Uh, we have a course, we have a community, we have lots of things going on. Why did you think you could fit this in? Or how do you actually fit this into your life? Like, did you think about, okay, I have to, you know, set some boundaries or, you know, give up a little bit here so that I have the time to focus on this new side hustle?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I don't do that. I mean, look, We all need to have hobbies. Like This is more of a hobby to me, but it happens to make money, which is awesome. And if it evolves into something that becomes, it's starting to take some root and, and really start to make some money, which is amazing. I wanna have a hobby, and if my hobby makes money, to me that's a benefit, and I also have this teaching and learning experience with my child. And so, and it's become a whole family affair. Like we're all doing this. It's really fun to make these products. I think if we were making like 3000 candles a day, it wouldn't be fun and that wouldn't feel like this, but that's not the scale that we're at. And also I live in a really small community. It's an important thing to go and have a public presence. I think in the community that you live and work in. And for those of us who work online, we live behind a screen. I easily went a year without really meeting anyone here because I'm in my office in front of my screens and I go drive to take my daughter to school and pick her up and I go hiking and that's it. Like I they're like effectively live here, but I'm not a part of the place. And I think by having a business that has tangible goods, you sort of have to interact with the community around you. And so that's been something I didn't actually... Plan on or intentionally do, but it's been so far at this early stage. I think the greatest gift of the whole endeavor has been that we're now like really a part of the community here. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is an easy to use platform that helps you build and sell your own courses, memberships, and live stream programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. You can learn more at namastream.com. So,
0: could you compare or contrast having a software company versus having a physical goods what is the difference what do you like what do you dislike well software makes a lot more money
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it took a long time right like to make to get it to the point where it makes a lot more money so I love making things like I would be making things anyway right and so I think if you're someone who loves to make I had an Etsy shop all through law school where I was making jewelry and designing jewelry and selling jewelry online um, because it was And like when I was in a boring class or a frustrating class, I would be sitting there drawing jewelry designs, like earring designs in my law school textbooks in the margins. I mean, that's just who I am as a person. And so I need that other part of my brain to be functioning. Um, So they're different. It's not like, I oh, if I could only, you know, make hydrosol all day, every day, like I like both. I like that I have both things. So, you know, it's fun to work with something physical. It's, it's easier to sell. Like the sales are smaller, but it's really easy to sell. If you make something beautiful that smells good and that is potentially having like health or wellness benefits to somebody, then it's really easy to sell it. And so like when we're selling software, it's a longer sales process. Typically it's, it's just a, It's harder to sell like you get less sales there for more money versus having a physical product business like this where um, especially when it's handmade and handcrafted, it's
0: really easy to sell it. And so that feels gratifying (laughs) like sale, 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 sale. And I'm incredibly jealous because I had a physical product business with the shoe store and it had sizes and it had widths and there was colors and there was, oh, it was so complicated. So I think it's such an interesting product. The way, like the type of inventory you have to have is so different than what I had to have, which was um, shoes and clothing, which was, you know, sizes and colors. And you'd get stuck with inventory that, you know, you'd have a shoe that wouldn't fit or a color that people didn't like and you were Oh, the inventory, you were always stuck in it just depreciated. And that's not the case with you. So I, I love that it's something that you can just, they're all the same thing. People just well, buy it. We have nine SKUs. Yes, but they're different items. You don't have, there's no width to bath oils or bath salts or anything like that. So
1: yeah, and I can speak to that too. I mean, we started with two kinds of bath salt in two different sizes. So there are four SKUs there and we started with two different kinds of candles. And so we had six SKUs and now, well actually we have more than nine. <laughs> we add a new SKU every week what i love about this process is that it's really when when you're out there actually like talking to people all day every day and seeing what they like it helps me decide what to make more of or like what else to add as a product line um it's really just the same way that we've built our software company sandy it's really user driven it's really client or customer driven so if somebody says i want that thing that you have in a i would if you had a candle of that right now i would buy it i'm like okay come by next week. <laughs> There'll be one there. You know, I mean, like that's actually how it works. And yeah. so um, it's been really fascinating to be able to be super responsive to what people are asking for. And of course, everything's dependent on like bulk ingredients, but mostly we've been able to do it.
0: Yeah. And I think, too, I I'm, would imagine that the ability to make every single step or be involved with every uh, part of this company like if there's an issue you can fix it if there's something wrong you know what to do or you can make the decisions and you can physically do something about it where with our software this is one of the things we struggle with is that we rely on our dev team to write code and do feature updates we can't do it like we just don't have the skill but in this business you do you can do every part of the business
1: yeah well I'm learning. <laughs> There's a YouTube video for everything, is what I've learned. <laughs> I mean, we're still getting our processes down. It's not the most efficient thing, um, but it's really fun. And I think what's empowering about it, like I was going to talk about this later with the hustle, but I'll go ahead and talk about it now. This the biggest struggle that I've had so far with this business has been around labels and packaging and um, particularly labels. So I've gone through a bunch of different label distributors, like having like our designs printed by different people. And I've just been really unhappy with the quality. And I also want to be able to iterate and make changes all the time because we're adding new skews where we're like changing ingredients in the ingredients list. And I want to be able to be flexible to that. And and actually the labels have are really expensive when you get professional labels made for something. Um, and I didn't realize all of that. So you usually have to buy them in bulk and then you, you get like 300 labels or a thousand labels printed and they're wrong. <laughs> like That's actually a huge expense. And so what I figured out to do was to buy a certain kind of printer and buy like bulk labels in different sizes myself so that I can every Friday night I can see what we've made that week and what needs to be labeled and I can actually design (laughs) and print and apply the labels to the products that we made that week myself and I'm not dependent on some label person right like but I it took Mm -hmm. me like two, three months to figure out that I could do this and to experiment to waste a bunch of money working with different label companies.
0: So one of my questions was going to be, what has been your biggest challenge? So you kind of answered that. But have you experienced challenges with this company just being on an island and being so remote?
1: Um, Some deliveries maybe take longer, like bulk deliveries maybe take a little longer than I'd like to get here. But no, I mean, yeah, but we're small, right? Like So if I were trying to sell in Seattle, which Hopefully it's coming soon. That's a huge struggle and hassle to have to get inventory into the city and time it with ferries. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to sell at a market there or something like that, which might happen, um, that's going to be a massive hurdle and challenge for us. And I think also just getting exposure from a bigger population. I mean, I happen to live in a very... Um, kind of like wonderful destination. So we get a lot of tourists from, especially across the West Coast. So we're already starting to have people from LA and San Francisco and Portland and, you know, all kinds of other places visiting and, and then taking our product home with them, so it, it feels a little bit like a virus, like a good mm-hmm. virus, you know? But um, yeah, I mean, if, if I need to travel for that business eventually, which might happen, um, that's just, you know, it's harder to be on an island, but not impossible.
0: But you can't go and smell an essential oil or hold the bottle in your hand before you buy it, right? Is that a problem? We've definitely, in terms of getting our raw ingredients,
1: I've had to buy stuff that we won't use that like is just going to be wasted because I I want to test it or see it first. Um, We are also now making our own essential oil. So that is starting to not be as big of an issue, um, which is really cool. So that's where like the alchemy part really comes in. So we had a still, a copper still handmade, to order from Portugal that took a, a few weeks to get here, and now we're able to distill our own fur, and so we can make essential oil, and also um, we call forest water, which is hydrosol from Douglas fir. Forest bath is really our main product line, and that's all the stuff that's made from the ingredients here on our land. And what is your favorite product? Yours, your personal favorite? I really like the forest water, that's a new one. But I love our oils, We so we have a, a forest bath, oil that mm-hmm. is like facial oil and body oil and beard oil sort of like anything you need oil for it's really phenomenal
0: what's the forest water sorry tell me that again so that's
1: hydrosol it's the byproduct of steam distillation that's so cool. yeah Yeah, Um, it's really cool.
0: (laughs) So now that you've started this and it's going and you've got product and you've got this brand around it and you have some sales and traction and it's working, what is the vision? What do you want to do with this? Like looking into, I know this is sort of a summer thing for you right now. Oh yeah, it's totally a summer thing. But you do have online sales. What do you want to do with it or have you thought that far?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think ideally I'd like to have our product in boutique retailers around the West. I mean, that's like the ideal vision for it. So that we're just, you know, in a handful of shops and cities all across the West Coast. That's the that's the vision. I mean, maybe in the East, but I think people in the West really gravitate towards the woods and the island and um what the product we've crafted is all about like the vision of our product the brand of our product and so I mean I just started here we had a few customers this weekend from LA and they're like you really need to be in LA like we're craving this we don't have this these kind of forests down where we are and I was like I would love to be in LA (laughs) what do I need to do Sandy you and I are going down to LA we're going to Beverly Hills um in the fall for a conference and I was like huh yeah. Maybe this is going to, I'm going to have to double dip Check and bring some, some product around like
0: to some yeah. of these shops. Let's Yeah, do that. so I mean,
1: yeah, it'll be so fun. We could turn into focus more online selling, but our product is really, um, it's like a physical, visceral experience. Like it's to, it feels like you're in the woods. There's all this evidence. We've talked about forest bathing mm-hmm. before. There's all this evidence that there are these phytochemicals from plants when you're in the woods that really impact your health and longevity and well-being and, So our products are best sort of smelled and being, you know, like like you can see it and think it looks pretty and I'll buy this online, but it's not. It's like fundamentally not an online product. Like it's really something that needs to be like touched and smelled and experienced.
0: Well, that is awesome. I think what you're doing with your daughter is incredible and so valuable. And it just, I I love that you've got a side hustle. I really do. And I've loved our conversations about essential oils and jasmine and Douglas fir and all sorts of things when I'm trying to get you to focus on something and you've got a shipment of bottles that have just arrived. Jenny, right here. we got to talk about the podcast, (laughs) not bottles. I know,
1: (laughs) I know. But then we start talking about like oils and we both like can talk for two hours about that. And like we're about to... This week, we're going to ha- do a harvest. We have a bunch of wild roses on our land.
0: Oh, wow. Like nutker
1: roses. Mm-hmm. And they're just divine. It's it's really amazing. So we're going to try to do a steam distillation of these roses and just create like a really small, everything is small batch, but like a small right. batch of of rose water and rose essential oil to use in a like a limited edition line. It's so powerful to be doing something that's involving the land outside of our home and in our island and our community. And I... Like, was on our county's website um, looking at noxious weeds because a lot of those weeds are like they're overtaking, they're non-native, but they're like really awesome for distilling and putting into a product. And like clary sage is running amok on one of the islands in our county. Oh. And I was like, I need to get to this island yeah. and I need to take out that clary sage and I need to steam distill it because it's a pest, right? It's a hazard to, to our county. And yet it's something that I can remove and put into our products. One of our oils has clary sage, right? Like I want to make that oil so it's um anyway it's really fun and it's I think it does I think it makes me a better entrepreneur across the board to be exposing my mind and my creativity to this other kind of business
0: yeah absolutely it's such a nice balance to software really to having something that is so grounded yeah okay Jenny we're going to take you through the post-questionnaire Are you ready? Are you serious? I'm serious. (laughs) Get ready. What is your idea of perfect happiness? (laughs) Look at your face. I did not expect this. I know. This is what happens to our guests and you are a guest. Being outside with my family. What is your greatest fear? That
1: my life is not important. Which living person do you most admire? Al Gore. What is your greatest extravagance? Ordering smoothies
0: by mail. (laughs) 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 <laughs> which uh which talent would you most like to have singing if you could change one thing about yourself what would it be my
1: arms wouldn't be too long to fit properly in women's clothing <laughs> <laughs> what is your most treasured possession my dog <laughs> can you call a dog a possession i think so i feel
0: like jake is an accessory <laughs> yeah no i think you can What do you most value in your friends? Creativity. Who are your favorite writers? Ernest Hemingway. Which historical figure do you most identify with? You knew this one was coming. Eleanor Roosevelt. What is it that you most dislike? People who say yes
1: and try to follow the rules without questioning why they're doing so.
0: What is your motto?
1: She who's not busy being born is busy dying.
0: (laughs) That was so good, Jenny. Thank you. And now you know you have to share a joy and a hustle with our audience. Okay, well I'm gonna make
1: joy our product line Absolutely. because you told me to do that. Yes, Even though I you feel must. weird about it. So you can go to woodlandalchemy.com and learn more about our salts in candles and oils and hydrosols. And if you want, I do ship anywhere
0: so far internationally or north america what is your what is your shipping policy well i have not had
1: to ship beyond north america so we'll have to figure it out (laughs) take it as i'll do it i'll do it for our listeners but it's gonna i'm gonna have to charge you for it (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely this is a this is a small business friends (laughs) okay and your hustle yeah and so my hustle i want to talk about um this website, because if any of the rest of you have physical products, I highly recommend onlinelabels.com. It took me for three or four months to figure this out, but I source all of our labels there for now. And um, you can get labels in any size and you can get waterproof labels or like foil labels or anything. And you can use them with a laser printer. And it's amazing. It's like you can have very, very professional quality labels for your physical products at a really affordable price, like way more affordable than having them printed by someone else.
0: What do you use for the oils like, like so the label doesn't smear? Like, is that the waterproof? Yeah, stuff?
1: yeah. I use waterproof for everything other than our candles now. I will say we've gotten so many comments every week. We get multiple people coming up to the booth at the market saying like, I love your brandy. Wow, this looks so professional, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hmm, take that. Nice professional label companies. (laughs) So for those of you who have like Etsy businesses or Shopify businesses, or you're selling something that you make, like this was the hardest thing for me to figure out. So onlinelabels.com, you can buy basically a giant packet of any size for $50 that will last you indefinitely. So I just have them in all of the sizes, (laughs) like for our products. And I can just be like, oh, I'm gonna make two of this thing this week and I can make its own label for it and see if it sells. And this is really taking, into account everything we teach about sleuthing, right? Like making sure that your product ideas are validated in the market. I can make any one of anything and have it look like it's professional and test it to see if somebody wants to buy it. Awesome. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Sandy. This was fun. <laughs> it was fun.
0: <laughs> OK, we'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Ready to go from, I really want to build an online business but don't know where to start, to, Wow, I've just sold my first digital product. That's exactly what we're going to help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. Head over to soulful.mba slash teacher to sign up. It's totally free. Thank you